On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, January 8th, Ian Cameron. We'll have Andrew McGinnis momentarily as well. But we've got uh, a nice gal joining us on the uh, program today as well. Great to have back with us. She's been on as a guest on a some, I think it was a Saturday show, or maybe two of them, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Uh, and she is back on a Saturday to help us with a massive 11-game card. And seems like when Melissa's been on the Ice Guys, We've put her to work because it's always been a big card with a lot of games. Today is no exception. Uh, Melissa, welcome back, and great to have you once again as a special guest. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and I'm super excited to, to be here. And again, huge NHL slate. I was up all night last night looking at it, and it's one of those slates that you just wake up and you love. So happy to, to share my picks today with you guys, and hopefully we align on a lot. Absolutely. I mean, it was a good night pretty much all around last night. Andrew had a good night. So did I. You did as well. A terrific Carolina team total. I think we all like that in some form. Uh, they get it done against uh, Calgary uh, last night. So a good results. But that was yesterday. We'll see if we can uh, replicate that and have a, a good result here with the Saturday card. And we're going to start with the lone afternoon game uh, taking place on this Saturday slate. The Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Dallas Stars. Pittsburgh now minus 120 uh, road favorites. The total six shaded to the under, although there's some signs that that total might go down to five and a half. It's already gone to five and a half uh, in some spots. So one of those games where you want to make sure you shop around, see if you can find uh, the best total available uh, with every uh, side of it you like, the uh, over or the under. Uh, the big news, obviously, with Pittsburgh is suddenly – uh, Sidney Crosby, it looks like, is not going to play. Now, this just uh, came down uh, moments ago in terms of his absence uh, for this game for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And Brian Rust, as well, uh, it looks like, has entered uh, COVID-19 protocol for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And that is a double whammy uh, of unfortunate news for Pittsburgh because that's two-thirds of their top line. We know just how incredible you know, Brian Rust has been in the three games in the new year since he's returned. He scored seven goals in three games, and he's had 14 shots on goal uh, in those three games combined. That is a unfortunate development here for the Pittsburgh Penguins that he is not suiting up now uh, for this game uh, today. Uh, unfortunate. And they were already without still, of course, Carter, Malkin, Jason Zucker, uh, of course, as well, uh, this Penguins team. So worry about that a little bit, just as they're playing some great hockey they're on this terrific win streak, and it'll be put to the test now, uh, this uh, terrific win streak for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins now with uh, all of a sudden the artillery that's going to be out, talking no Crosby, uh, no Rust, uh, and uh, the, the two-thirds of your top line that has been absolutely humming 
uh, of late for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So disappointing to say the least. Dallas returned from a lengthy COVID pause. We talked about that. And sure enough, they played a pond hockey type of game, pretty sloppy at the defensive end of the ice. Uh, it's not exactly to be uh, unexpected uh, given the long pause Dallas had. We've seen a lot of teams come back from a long hiatus and look pretty rough defensively. But good news is they scored six goals and found a way to get past Florida. 6-5 in a shootout here. Uh, they've trended over in three straight. Pittsburgh, because of this onslaught of offense, they've scored eight, five, and six goals their last three games that they've won. They've also trended over. But a lot of the reasons for that offensive success was obviously Brian Rust and Crosby. And now Crosby and Rust both out here for Pittsburgh today. And it's unfortunate because I had lined up Pittsburgh team total uh, over three and a half. And it's now already dropped to two and a half because of this news. And what turned into a looked like a pretty solid play for me at the uh, as of last night, early this morning, is now probably going to be a pass for me uh, in this game with uh, Pittsburgh and Dallas. With Dallas playing well on home ice, you know, they have played very good on at home this year. Look, they could have beaten Florida at home the other night. So maybe they can look toward Dallas a little bit. But at the same time, it is a team that's won 10 in a row. I'm not sure I want to step in front of the streak. Uh, Melissa, it's very possible that you were in the same boat thinking, you know, maybe we look toward back in this Red Hot Penguins team, maybe their team total with the fact they've been lighting it up lately. And now to hear uh, of these uh, late scratches for the Penguins today definitely puts a uh, – uh, a kink in those plans. Yeah, I'm curious because um, I, I saw the reports, um, but I haven't seen Sid in there. So I don't know where you saw that, if you got um, inside info on Sid, but I, I didn't see that officially. I did see Carter was back, but I didn't see anything on Sid. So that makes me really sad because <laughs> uh, I was, I had a fun stat for him today. Um, but, you know, I did lock in Pittsburgh Moneyline when this did open. Um, up two days ago, I got him on the money line at minus 125, which is, has since shifted. So I'm in it. Um, but what I do like about the Pittsburgh Penguins is this first period. Um, you know, they've won their last 10 games. Now of those 10, they've, they've dominated that first period play, um, not winning nine out of the last 10. Um, an interesting stat too, is they've outscored in the first period, 17 to one on opponents, which is insane. So I not only have locked in the, the money line for the full game, but I also did the first period puck line uh, for the Penguins as well to kind of continue with that trend. Um, but the Sidney Crosby news, that that's where did you, where did you find that? I'm starting to think he's playing actually, because I'm looking, I'm looking, there's one site that said he was, no, I think they, they just, they got it wrong here with the, oh, the site I'm looking freaking at. Freaking me out, and, Ian. Yeah. No, it looks like Crosby <laughs> is at least as of right now. Now things could change five minutes from now, maybe he will be announced out, but right now I think he actually is going to play. Uh, he's still listed as uh, in uh, the, at a couple other sites here. Some other sites have him still on the top line. So I think Sid might be good to go. Still, it's Brian Rust uh, that's out, and it looks like Carter's back. So it's actually not doom and gloom uh, yeah. for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Rust okay, hurts. That's good. Uh, yeah, that does bit. hurt. That does. I mean, seven goals in three games, that's insane. That's that's what he's had uh, essentially in the uh, three games uh, here in the new year for the Penguins. So uh, he's been a huge uh, catalyst. But look, Evan, Ro Evan Rodriguez, I would look at him from a prop standpoint. Uh, we've talked about how terrific he's been lately too for the uh, Penguins. Scored again. Uh, the other night in their last game. Uh, he's been racking up the points uh, of late for this uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team. 
you know, the question's going to be, he's probably going to get even more responsibility now uh, without uh, Brian Rust in the lineup. But Evan Rodriguez has five goals uh, in the last three games, and he has 14 shots on goal uh, in the last three games as well. So if you're looking at prop, this might be a better props game, to be quite honest with you, than just backing Pittsburgh. You know, Evan Rodriguez to score, Evan Rodriguez over shots on goal. Uh, that definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, in this game and again he's seen his status in the lineup uh, elevated uh, as of late because of performance and now maybe even more so today uh, because you've got one of your better forwards Brian Rust not playing so uh, Evan Rodriguez has been terrific on that second line center spot he probably will stay there with uh, Kasperi Kapanen and Danton Heinen that has been a very good line uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins so Rodriguez over shots and uh, to score a goal at a really good plus price, I would look in that direction uh, as uh, well. And uh, you, Melissa, like Pittsburgh first period puck line and money line? Yeah, full game money line. Um, and Evan Rodriguez, you could get him in the 200 prices right now. I think yes. when I looked last night, he was plus 255. And he's been someone who I've talked very highly of last year before he got injured, right, leading into the playoffs and knew that he was going to you know, be a crucial part of that team, especially – um, you know, getting chances and scoring offensively. So it's great to see him. Um, but I do have a fun stat involving Sid, of course, because I can't come on the show and not give you guys something on the Penguins. Uh, so Sid has never scored a goal in Dallas. Um, it's only one of three arenas in his entire career that he has never scored. He's been held scoreless six times. Um, fun fact, if anybody can guess the other two arenas as well, I will reveal them. Um, but I, I like, you know, that feeling because, you know, any player who hasn't scored an arena and sits coming towards the end of his career, you know, he's limited chances. So, you know, that's in the back of his mind. So I kind of like the Sid bandwagon here today, Hit, got him uh, to score a goal. He's currently at plus 195, which is decent odds uh, for a goal score prop. We saw him score the other night against the Blues just to tie it up. So look for him as well. And then Ian, do you know the other two arenas or can you take a guess where he's been held scoreless? Uh, the other two arenas where he's been held scoreless. Oh boy. In his whole career. I'm trying to think who's had the penguins number uh, all this time. Um, geez. One is a team that I hate X team. <laughs> Oh man, you have to let me know now. My mind is uh, racing on this. <laughs> if anyone in the chat knows, yeah. So, so Rich has Islanders. It, um, Islanders, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Penguins have had you know more than their share of uh, heartbreak, especially in playoff time the last few years because of the Islanders. Yep, and then um, last one is of course the United Center. So of course he's usually injured whenever. God, I was going to say but, Chicago, but oh well. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just a little fun fact for you guys. So hopefully he gets on the board today because you know that's that's definitely something in the back of his mind. So yeah. I, I'm ride or die. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Penguins money line and then uh, ride them on the first period as well. Yeah, and I still lean to that team. To, and now it's two and a half. Actually, they've dropped it. Now it's juicy. It's minus one forty five, minus one fifty. You know, you got to lay a price. But now you're getting two and a half, not three and a half. Um, so I, I still might have a small bet on that Pittsburgh team total uh, over two and a half year in this game uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars. All right, let's move to the next game. The rest of the games are uh, tonight. Uh, we'll start with New Jersey and Columbus. We've got Columbus minus 125 home favorites, six and a half the total in this one. 
Uh, obviously, this is a home and home. They played in New Jersey the other night. New Jersey won uh, by a score of three to one. And I know it's short turnaround, rapid revenge for Columbus back home facing New Jersey. I'm still liking New Jersey here. I just think they're better. Uh, they're getting a slight underdog price. Jack Hughes is in great form. Five game point streak for him. Uh, I think that you know he's playing the way we expected him to. He kind of had an up and down start. Of course, he had some injuries as well, but he's playing well right now, centering that top line with Jesper Bratt, Thomas Tatar, Nico Heeshear came back the last game, uh, and now Dawson Mercer continues to impress uh, this uh, Devils team uh, at, on this Devils team at the third line center spot. So very very impressed with what I've seen lately from. Uh, the uh, Devils, and you look at it for Columbus, they've still got the same issues they've had most of the week uh, going in uh, to this game. They've got those same concerns with their goaltending, with their blue line a bit banged up. It, it looks like there's a chance, I believe, for Wierenski uh, to be back here for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm just going to see if I can get an update on that. Yeah, that is a good the good news for the uh, Jackets. Uh, he's healthy, he's cleared COVID protocol, and he will be back and play for the uh, Jackets tonight. So, Great news there that Zach Wierenski, probably their best defenseman now, uh, is going to be back uh, for Columbus uh, in this game. Um, but still, they've got tons of issues with their goaltending. Elvis Merzlikens is still day-to-day -day, uh, with his uh, lower body injury that he's got. I don't expect him to be back. Tarasov still on IR. So it's Jonas Corposalo or bust right now uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets in net. And it will be Corposalo in net once again for them tonight confirmed. Uh, he will be uh, the starting goalie tonight for the uh, Jackets. Don't know if that's necessarily a good thing with the way he's played. It's been a struggle. We have talked about that. His number's not very good. He was a little bit better uh, in the last game against Jersey uh, on the road, but still lost 3-1. to one. I like the over, too. I mean, he got a lower-scoring game, which surprised me uh, in the last meeting between these two teams a couple days ago. But now you got Corpus Allo in net again. I think New Jersey's going to have even more of an open book as to what to expect, where to – you know, find his weaknesses, you know, exploit where he's not as good. And I think you're going to see New Jersey probably get some goals there as well. Columbus probably could be, find their way to a few goals as well. Although now they were also without uh, one of the guy, uh, bright lights for them offensively this year with the way he's played. Alexander Tessier uh, added uh, to COVID protocol on Friday. Uh, so he now is going to miss this game once again. It's actually going to be his third straight game that he's been out. Uh, they were hoping to have him uh, removed from the list, but he will miss this game uh, as well against uh, New Jersey. So that'll hurt the uh, Jackets a little bit. So, But I think we're going to see this one be a little bit more higher scoring. The higher scoring game I thought we'd see a couple days ago. I think we'll see it tonight uh, with these two teams. So I like the Devils as a slight road underdog. You can get them around plus 105, plus 110. And I like over six and a half here as well, which you can get at even money. Uh, Melissa, what do you like here? New Jersey, Columbus. Yeah, similar to you, I was on the over six and a half a few days ago, and I think, you know, that Devils came out quick and had a goal, and then we're thinking this is an easy over, and it ends up staying under, I think, 3-1, and that was kind of disappointing. I, I hate betting sides of teams that are on these back-to-backs. We saw this a lot last, last year, and we had to kind of cap differently just because we'd get a lot of teams that would play Tuesday night, and then they're playing again Thursday. Um, so... If I had to play on this one, it'd probably be the first period over. I like where your head's at with getting goals on both sides here. Um, I, I I don't like six and a halfs. I don't like to play them. It is a little juice still right now. So potentially maybe uh, just stick with that first period over. 
but as far as a side, I would lean the Devils just because, again, the Blue Jackets have been a complete mess since we saw them last Saturday blow that lead against Carolina. And I think from a confidence standpoint, this team is just not going anywhere. Uh, they need something to change. Uh, so I do lean Devils as well, but I do like that first period over. It's been tough sledding for uh, Columbus. They just can't buy it right now. They've actually played a little bit better defensively finally uh, against New Jersey and still lose the other night. Uh, and then, of course, before that, they had been hemorrhaging goals. They gave up seven uh, in back-to-back -back games against Carolina last Saturday. That crazy comeback by the Hurricanes that I was on the thankfully on the winning side of. I was thinking that was not going to be a winner when they were down 4 nothing at that time. Uh, but they did come back. It was a very impressive uh, come back for Carolina and then they gave up seven as well against Tampa Bay uh, in the next game so uh, Devils and I'm going to go back to the well with the over here even though it uh, stayed under in the previous meeting uh, we've got Andrew McGinnis now with us uh, on this uh, Saturday show as well uh, Andrew welcome in um, first two games we've talked about Pittsburgh Dallas no Brian Rust the big news but it looks like Crosby is in so there was some concern that I read a little report that someone some site had him out today it looks like he is actually in so at least as of right now, unless that changes in the next 90 minutes. But it looks like Crosby's good to go. Uh, what do you think of that game, Pittsburgh-Dallas, and also Columbus-New Jersey? Yeah, well, well, first of all, um, let me know if I'm having any inter internet problems or anything like that. It seems like today my internet's been kind of acting up a little bit. But uh, I can't come on the show when Melissa's here and go against the Penguins. That's just not rule number one. Uh, so I am on the Penguins today. I think it's a, it's a good price here. Um, I, I've been on the Penguins bandwagon for a few weeks now, giving out that, uh, you know, Penguins to win the East ticket. And I think the difference here in this game, and I can't believe I'm really saying this, is, is it going to be the defense, the way Pittsburgh takes care of the puck? I know they've been in kind of some uh, some shootouts recently, maybe. But, you know, I think Dallas, I, I've been shocked by their defense. You know, what I saw from them, obviously their first game back after the NHL pause, and even what we saw before the pause, they just don't seem to be that same defensive team that we used to know them as to be an automatic under team they're giving up way too many chances you look at that game against florida for dallas um you know i think if that was dallas up against any better defensive team you know than florida florida's great offensively we all know how many goals they give up how many chances they give up on the other end that game finishes six five in a shootout um you know i feel like if that game itself was against pittsburgh Pittsburgh would have, you know, played a lot tighter defensively and taken care of things. And I feel like I expect that today. Early start, especially, I think Pittsburgh gets it done in low-scoring fashion, like 3-1, something like that in that ballpark. All right, there you go. So still liking Pittsburgh. We're all sticking to our guns with Pittsburgh. Brian yeah. Rust, is it's a huge loss for a guy with seven goals in the last three games, playing outstanding on fire right now. But, you know, it's not the be-all, end-all. And sometimes, again, first game without a key player theory. We know that sometimes comes through for teams. We'll see if it does for Pittsburgh. We all kind of like Pittsburgh in some form there. Yeah. And the team total, I'm going to bet that small, like I mentioned, now that the team totals dropped to two and a half. What, Rust is out? We're going to drop the team total by a full goal now? No, so at two and a half, I'm going to bet something on that. And what did you think, uh, Andrew, of the game we just talked about here with uh, New Jersey-Columbus? Yeah, well, you know, guys, I, I think that uh, in any single sport, it's something I've always really looked towards uh, over the past year and a half here. If you look at two teams that have played each other recently, so if it's basketball, hockey, or football, I always like to go on the opposite end of what happened as far as a total in the first meeting. If you see a low-scoring one in the first meeting, I think with the advancement of the, the film that we see for these teams, the coaches checking film, trying to find things to look for, um, power play or whatever it might be, 
they can change things from one game to the next. Some people don't believe that. I believe you can change things from one game to the next as far as the film goes and little things like that. So I've always looked towards kind of the opposite of whatever total we saw happen in the first meeting. As long as it's within, you know, three or four games even, I like to do, do that. And with this game and example here with Columbus, uh, we saw a lot of posts get hit in that game. Anybody that watched that game knows that that game deserved to be over or at least to be a little closer than it was. So I think today we will get there and get over. Uh, and I expect more out of Columbus tonight. You know, I think that uh, it's not going to be easy for New Jersey. I think when you see a team twice, um, you know, Columbus, obviously they're pretty low on themselves right now. And I, I expect a good battle out of them. It kind of reminds me of uh, what was it? Who did Chicago play the other day? Uh, Colorado kind of reminds me of that game a little bit, just because I, I obviously it's not, you know, as big of a mismatch, so to speak, yep. on paper. But I think everybody was kind of on one side. And I don't think New Jersey will dominate by any means. And I always say, uh, for an over, it takes two to tango. Uh, you can't be taking an over and only think one team's going to score. And I think Columbus will contribute tonight. Yeah, by the way, and Melissa mentioned, like, and also the first period over, you got to leave some serious juice with that. I think it's uh, one and a half minus one. There's even twos in some spots with the uh, first period total. Uh, keep in mind, though, both of these teams have trended that way. Nine and one first period over the last 10 for Columbus. Eight and two first period over last 10 for New Jersey. So both teams have trended first period over significantly uh, in the uh, last 10 games or so. All right, Boston, Tampa Bay. Uh, we got Tampa Bay minus 175 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Here we go again with Boston, right? For me, it's just... Can't take Boston right now against a good team. They're not beating good teams. I mean, it's just continuing to be a season-long problem for this Bruins team. They've just not been able to beat quality opponents. You look at the last several losses they've had. Minnesota, Islanders, Vegas, Vancouver after Bruce Boudreaux got there, Tampa Bay. Those have been the last uh, six losses for Tampa, for Boston, all of them against good competition. You look at the wins they've had, New Jersey, Detroit, Buffalo, um, you know, Calgary, that was a solid win. I'll give them that in uh, Calgary. But the Edmonton, when Edmonton was starting to struggle and go downhill, I mean, that's what we're looking at with Boston. I mean, it's just uh, a team that's had a tough time having those step-up performances. Tampa Bay gets Nikita Kucherov back uh, against Calgary the other night. So uh, they're pretty much fully healthy. Outside, there's two absences for Tampa Bay. Ross Colton, pretty good depth forward. Uh, but still, they've got so many uh, talented forwards and so many options in their uh, forward group that they can probably survive Ross Colton being out and Zach Bogosian's day-to-day -day, uh, on the blue line. Charlie McAvoy looks like he might be back for uh, the Bruins tonight or at least upgraded to a game-time decision uh, for this game tonight. But I think a decent chance that he might play in this one for Boston. I could only look Tampa in regulation here uh, in this one. That would be the only way I would consider it from a side perspective. I'd lean over the total as well. The one thing that I worry about with the over here is Boston-Tampa has been an under-series history, three straight unders head-to-head. -head. That does bother me a little bit, does concern me. Tampa really played a good defensive game against Calgary. You worry about whether Boston's going to be able to uh, score enough here. But Tampa, I think, should be able to here in this game. We can talk all season long. Jimmy certainly has, Jimmy Murphy, about the Bruins' blue line not being as good, goaltending from one night to the next and not being consistent enough. It's probably the reason why the Bruins have actively gone after signing Tuka Rask and we're going to see the veteran Bruins goalie, Tuka Rask, back uh, before the end of the season because, again, Swayman, capable. I think long-term he's going to be the option, the guy, uh, but he's still looking for consistency one night to the next. And 
Linus Allmark is what he is. He's you know, an average goalie, you know, he's capable some nights and then there's some nights he really struggles and fights the puck. So for me, I would lean with Tampa and regulation over the total. I haven't bet this game yet. There's other games I bet already, but I'll probably make a move prior to puck drop on both of these Tampa and regulation and over five and a half at around uh, even money. Uh, Melissa, what do you think here with the uh, Bruins and lightning? Very similar thoughts here. Um, you know, I did lock in Tampa and regulation last night. I got it at plus 105. I think they definitely have the advantage here, especially from a gold tending standpoint. Um, but I did watch the Bruins game the other night against the wild and congrats to Terry Edelman. I know that was a huge win for your wild team. Problem the Bruins are having is they can't score. Like they got these great lines and we finally saw pasta get one in. So it's, it's like, is, is his streak going to keep going? But you know, I've, I've backed this team. I was on the over the other night. It was 3-2 going into the third. Thought that was going to be an easy, at least a push, and didn't get it. Um, so I kind of have the same thoughts of you. I, I see Tampa getting over, you know, maybe a 4-1 finish. It's kind of why I want to lay off the, the total in general because I don't trust Boston to score here, uh, especially with Tampa having the advantage in the goal. So I played it a little safer with just the regulation play here. Uh, I love Tampa, especially on home ice. Uh, and then, But that's really what Bruins need to do. If they're going to win this game, it's probably going over because they finally found the way to get it in the net. All right, like in Tampa and regulation, Melissa, in this one. Yeah, you will not see Tuka Rask Bellu in our chat here saying it. Yeah, he's going to be doing a conditioning stint in the AHL with Providence. Uh, and it's going to probably be a good couple weeks that he's uh, – down there you know getting you know getting back because you can't just throw him out there and he hasn't been on the ice at all uh since the beginning of the season you got to get him some game action he's got to stop some pucks feel the rubber uh, if you will uh and that's going to take probably a couple weeks now at the ahl level to get uh tuka rask ramped up before they even throw him into a game uh, in the nhl with the boston bruins bottom line is you're not going to see him probably for at least another month before he's ready to make his uh, Bruins uh, return, Boston Bruins return, uh, that is to Garask. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how things go for him when he makes that ultimate return in between the pipes for Boston. Uh, Andrew, uh, what do you think here, Boston, Tampa Bay? I'll just say that I think that right now in, in matchups like this for the Boston Bruins, I think if you like the Bruins in this game, I, I think it's very similar to what Melissa was saying. I would look towards the over because I think that that's the only type of game that I think the Bruins can win. Because uh, they're, they're not going to, I don't think they can contain the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't think they can hold them to, you know, one or two goals. They're too good. They're too deep. So if you like the Bruins, I would just take the over because I feel like if they're going to compete in this game, there's going to have to be goals on both ends. Um, but unfortunately, I don't like the Bruins. I like Tampa Bay and regulation, just like you guys were saying there. I like betting on them at home. And I think they're going to go on a, a good run right now. I feel like they're about to go on a good streak. Um, you know, two solid games, obviously against Calgary and Columbus, but um, putting up goals and and more importantly, good defense from them, uh, keeping the you know, their opponent to the outside. And also Vasilevsky had that one game back where he didn't look that great. And then all of a sudden he's looking great again, back to his old self. Uh, rebound control has been great. So I just think right now they're the clear cut better team. The, the number is right where it should be. I'm seeing a lot of people on, you know, on online saying that this is a steep price. I don't really think it is. I think Tampa Bay deserves this price tag, uh, but I'll take the regulation price here. All right. Uh, liking uh, Tampa Bay here in regulation 
uh, in this one. Uh, all three of us uh, signing off on that one. Tampa Bay uh, in regulation. Next up, we got San Jose and Philadelphia. San Jose minus 115, minus 120. Uh, road favorites, five and a half being the total here uh, in this game. Uh, it's a Martin Jones sighting in net for Philadelphia here uh, in this game uh, for the uh, Flyers. Uh, pretty pretty much means I'm not betting on the Flyers uh, in this game when I uh, see that. Although he has had a couple of nice starts sprinkled in there, but you know I'm not really ready to trust him here in this game. And by the way, the Flyers are absolutely depleted now. It's getting worse for them from a COVID slash injury standpoint. I mean, you're talking about Ivan Provorov on the blue line, Nick Sealer on the blue line, uh, both out Travis Sanheim as well. And up front, the center ice position is just gutted right now. Broussard, Konechny, Claude Giroux, uh, the captain of this Flyers team, all uh, landing in COVID-19 protocol and likely out tonight. I mean, that's a lot missing for the Flyers. Jones and Nett, I could only look San Jose. I'd probably prefer San Jose team total here. Team total for San Jose, two and a half. The problem is it's juiced, you know, minus 160 with that. But it is two and a half. You know, they get to three goals. You don't have to worry about the juice because it'll cash for you. Um, but that would be the way I would probably consider betting this game the San Jose team total over two and a half ultimately I'm probably going to pass on this game but I will throw out a lean there Sharks team total over two and a half uh, Melissa anything here for you Sharks and the very shorthanded depleted Philadelphia Flyers yeah I also saw that Carlson is out tonight too for the yeah the San Jose's Sharks got a couple well. guys out yeah um, definitely. but I, I think Andrew said it best when I was listening earlier this week you got two garbage teams playing one another. Mm -hmm. The only way that I can look right now is the over. It actually opened at a six, and I saw it at five and a half this morning. So if it is still five and a half, I love that even more. Um, I think that, you know, we're going to get goals from both sides. Sharks are on the end of a road trip. Uh, you might see a little bit tired legs out there, so Philly might get a couple. Uh, you know those Philly fans are going to be booing them hard if they go down in that first period. <laughs> those guys are ruthless. And I was watching the, the them the other night, and they're losing the Penguins, and they're getting roasted in the second period. I don't know how those fans do that. But uh, not so much the side here. Uh, you know, I, I do like that over. I locked it in at a six, but love it even more at five and a half. All right, and there are five and a half, so don't worry about the, uh, the that at all, Melissa, because there are – Five and a half is available right now uh, over uh, five and a half minus 120 in this one. Yeah, it's it's I certainly think that's a, a decent way to go here is the over. It's always San Jose is a weird team, something like they, they stayed under with Buffalo last night. First meeting was an under at three two. But, you know, with all the, what's out for Philadelphia and sometimes when you've got that many players missing, you're going to miss some of the offensive guys for sure. But let's not forget three starting defensemen are out, too. Uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. So that could be trouble for San Jose, by the way, Carlson, LeBanc, Balsers, and Couture. You know, I talked about them on Thursday's show prior to the game against Buffalo. They were out for that game. It looks like they're all out tonight as well. So no real change for San Jose. Same players that were missing on Thursday night. Looks like they'll be missing again tonight uh, against the uh, Flyers. Andrew, what do you think here? San Jose, Philly. Yeah, I'm right there with you over, you know, uh, Philadelphia allows six, four, and then six, their last three games. And then two of those games were against Anaheim and LA, not teams that you expect to just light you up completely. Um, you know, playing at home now against the San Jose team that has been on the road a little bit. And, you know, this is the thing about San Jose. These are the kind of games that I feel like they show up in. They always kind of surprise you in spots. You think they might not play well. Um, but Philadelphia, they're a team that I 
I like to fade more on the road than at home. I've said this a lot of times on the show. They're more of a home away split team that I focus on than a lot of other teams. Um, so I don't really want to pick a side in this game, but I feel like we'll see goals on both parts. And I understand the injuries for San Jose, but I feel like they do have some guys in their lineup that can contribute. And, you know, guys, I just don't want to look at over six and a half. So a lot of the time I like to look for these five and a half when we can still find them. So I'm happy with this one. Funny you say that because I'm looking at an over six and a half in the next game we're going to talk about uh, Toronto and Colorado, the game of the night, in my opinion, in the NHL, Colorado minus 155 home favorite six and a half the total. It's over for me. There's just too much skill, speed, talent, finishing ability. I mean, you talk about teams that can just absolutely light it up and have been lighting it up lately. It doesn't get much better than this. Now, the Leafs were dealt a blow yesterday uh, Mitch Marner landing on COVID-19 protocol very unfortunate I thought hey we're going to have a game here with two of the best teams in the NHL and everyone's going to be healthy and ready yeah. to go because these are two of the healthier teams right now and then we hear the news with Marner uh, on Friday that he's gone into protocol so that's uh, disappointing for sure for the Leafs um, but you know who's going to take his spot and be counted on to get minutes uh, and more uh, responsibility with Marner out and that's Ilya Mikheyev and I don't mind that. This guy's been great lately for the Leafs. I'd look at him. If you can find props for him tonight, Mikheyev, I think you've got some something going there with shots and maybe to score a goal tonight uh, for the Leafs because I think he's someone that's, the way he's playing right now, his current form, capable of picking up the slack right now uh, for the Leafs, playing with Tavares and Nylander. It looks like they're going to be a Austin Matthews, Alex Kerfoot, Michael Bunting uh, top line. Kerfoot against his former team and on the top line, Maybe you look at a Kerfoot prop as well tonight uh, for Toronto and Colorado. I mean, what can you say about them? They are just lighting it up. They're scoring goals for fun. Seriously. I mean, the last 10 games, five, seven, 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 three, four. They had one game where they got held to two against Nashville. It was kind of a flat spot. And then after that, four against Anaheim, four against Chicago, seven in the blowout win against Winnipeg here. Yeah, it's six and a half, and there's some truth to what Andrew's saying. We don't always love the overs at six and a half as much with six being such a common final result for total goals in a game, but I think we get to seven tonight. And how do you ignore 10 straight overs in Colorado with these two teams? How do you ignore six, one, and one to the over in the last eight meetings overall uh, between these two teams? Uh, I think we get over the total here, six and a half. And I lean Colorado here, I do, because they lost to Toronto 8-3 earlier this year. But that win comes with an asterisk for the Leafs because Colorado was beaten and beleaguered and shorthanded to shit in that game. Uh, remember, uh, they had a lot of injuries. They were down to their third string. They were down to Jonas Johansson in net. Remember, Darcy Kemper wasn't available that night as well. Uh, so they had a lot of injuries, a lot of issues. I think there was some COVID running through the avalanche at that time. So I think Colorado probably is the side I would look at. But I'll be honest, I'm disappointed at the price, you guys. And that's why I'm probably not betting Colorado. I mean, minus 155? I mean, this is not like you're playing uh, a mediocre team and you're laying almost minus 160 now in this game. You're playing a Toronto team that's playing with full confidence and still has the capability to win this game, in my opinion, even without Marner because they've had other forwards stepping up lately for them. So, yeah, I lean Colorado, but I didn't like the price enough. And I do like the over here. Melissa? Uh, arguably the game of the night. What do you like here, Toronto and uh, Colorado? Yes, looking forward to just watching this one. Um, there's a couple, you know, trends that I love backing teams for. Obviously, I mentioned Penguins' first period earlier. Uh, this next one is Colorado at home. They not only win at home, they cover the puck line at home. Uh, nine of the last ten 
they've they've covered the puck line. And I know you've mentioned just hitting goals. Um, I also have the totals very similar, like sevens, fours, fours, sevens. Um, my favorite play, because again, I know uh, Avs money line is very juice. It's not something I would touch. Um, angle that I like is the Avalanche team total over three and a half. Uh, believe it or not, when I was looking at this game last night, I, I blocked in the three and a half in regulation at plus 110. I was shocked. <laughs> Woke up this morning and it's like minus 125. So it also just shows how these lines are really changing overnight. Uh, but that is probably going to be my favorite play uh, just to consistently back them. I might sprinkle a little bit on the abs puck line as well. I think they get it done here tonight. I want to keep them going with the, the home home ice advantage here. Yeah, I mean, it's just for me, I love these two teams and the way they're playing. I really prefer not to fade either one. But if I had to choose one in this situation, I would lean Colorado. Again, I just didn't love the price enough, minus one six. You could go regulation too. I mean, definitely to get a better number, but I'm going to probably end up passing on the side. And like I mentioned, 10 straight overs, Leafs versus Avalanche in Colorado. I mean, 5-3, 5-2, 6-1, 4-3, 7-4. I mean, it's hard to ignore the scores we've seen in these games. And, uh, you know, if the over falls short tonight, c'est la vie. But, you know, 10 straight overs in yeah. Colorado, that's hard to ignore uh, with these two head-to-head. Andrew, uh, obviously, this is Hockey Night in Canada. This is when you look at this card that stands out easily as the uh, best game on the board today. Uh, should be a great one. What do you like here, Leafs and Avs? Look, before I say this, I just want to say that I have paid plenty of compliments to the Maple Leafs this year. So when I when I say I'm fading the Leafs, it's not because I don't like them and I, I'm always that guy that makes fun of the Leafs. It's because I just look at this spot at home, uh, like Melissa was saying, I look at Toronto. Let's look at, guys, you know, really who they've played even, you know, what they've done since this, the, the, the pause has been over an Ottawa team that they dismantled six, nothing Ottawa was dealing with plenty of COVID. The league refused to cancel their games. And then an Edmonton team that actually was ahead of them at one point, or at least tied the game for a lot of, in large part, um, Maple Leafs, you know, didn't really blow them out by any means, just barely scraped by in that game. Then they ended up luckily covering the puck line for puck line backers. But I haven't been too impressed. And look back before the break even started, they're playing teams like Chicago, Edmonton again, five, one, they lose to Tampa, which is a key team, beat Columbus. You know, how has this Toronto team really been impressing? Like, I think that one thing I've been impressed with with Toronto has been I've seen more depth out of them. But when I look at the the lines for, for uh, Colorado, I look at Burakovsky, Kadri, and Logan O'Connor on that second line. I trust those names and even the JT Comfer and Alex Newhook uh, line to contribute more than I do for the depth of the Maple Leafs. And so unless Matthews has a two goal night and we say, you know, we see Mikheyev start to finish some of what, what he's been doing. Tavares hasn't really been scoring much. He, you know, we need to get him a soccer net sometimes for him to score a goal. So I, he misses the net a lot. And I think that uh, with this team, I actually like the under as well, because I think it's going to be tight checking. I feel like we're going to see a playoff mentality in this game. You know, you're talking about it being the play of the night, It is the game of the night. Um, but the funny thing that always worries me is the is sometimes people say the first period is the hardest period to score. I think that for me in a game like this, I always like to wait to see the first period happens. We might see a goal early and then I jump in and get an even better number. Yeah. If I can get like under seven or seven and a half, which yeah. is like, it, it sounds crazy, but it can happen. Uh, and then you're sitting on a way better price. Cause sometimes what happens is in these games, 
they start off with a couple goals and then they start to tighten up and close off a little bit. So um, I do like Colorado in regulation in this game at home, uh, slight lean to the under here. Yeah, and it might be wise to do it in game because you're right. I'm looking at first period overs, Colorado seven and three, Toronto seven and three over first period, the last 10. Uh, so they've actually gone over the total more in the first period, the last 10 games, both teams. So that theory, if you like the under, maybe bet it live because you might get those goals early and then maybe it'll slow down after that. You could see that based on the trends. That Again, the trends are both these teams, seven of their last 10, they've gone over in the first period, uh, the Avalanche. It's a great game. I'm looking forward to it. should be uh, fun to watch. we got Florida, Carolina. So should this. This is the next best game, in my opinion. Florida, Carolina. Will the way these teams are playing right now. Carolina minus 110, minus 120. Home favorites, six and a half the total. You know, it's tough again, this one, because everything you look at points to over. But just like the last game where everything points to over, it's six and a half. This one's six and a half. So it's not exactly a shoe in by any stretch of the imagination that it'll get there. But when you look at Florida, five straight overs, four, nine, five, six, five in terms of goals in those five games. Four and one, they're off a frustrating shootout loss uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars, six to five. Carolina, five straight wins beating Calgary last night. And even though it's back-to-back for Carolina, guys, this is not that same debilitating, exhausting back-to-back because they had six days off before uh, the game last night against Calgary. So you have to keep that in mind for Carolina. They should still be fairly fresh going into this game. So this is another one from a side perspective. I I would prefer not to bet against either of these squads at the moment. They're uh, both teams. I'm looking to back right now. I would only look over, again, six and a half. It's tricky but both these teams are trending that way. Uh, The last head-to-head meeting this year, the only one this year back in November was 5-2, and it went over the total. It had seven, so hate to be repetitive, but everything points to over. It's six and a half. It maybe makes you a little bit gun-shy, makes you want to step back a bit, but tough to ignore with the uh, both both ways these teams are trending in terms of goals, and that's toward the over uh, in recent games. As far as a side, though, I just want to see a good hockey game. Have some fun. Uh, I think you can make a case for both teams. I usually like the idea of backing Florida off a loss. So maybe a slight lean to the Panthers, but again, Carolina's rolling four straight. They're just scoring and filling it up right now. No need to want to get in their way. Uh, Melissa, what do you think here? Another really good game tonight, Florida, Carolina. I know we have so many to choose from. It's like we need multiple TVs to watch these games tonight. Uh, with, it's it's hard. Again, I agree with you on this side 100%. The Hurricanes, I've been calling them my wagon team. This team just doesn't find ways. To, if they're losing, they find ways to come back. They find ways to score. I know you mentioned we cashed the team total last night, which was great. They won a regulation easily. you got to love those no-sweat bets. Um, again, I love the first period both teams to score prop. Uh, this has been one that I've been playing a little bit more this year than I did yeah, uh, previously. You get a lot better value. Um, you know, you mentioned the first period over. It's probably set at a two, uh, heavily juiced as well, probably for one and a half. So the creative way to get around this is, you know, we, we saw, I don't know if, if goalie has been confirmed or not for Florida yet, but Bobrovsky looks Bobrovsky, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, they should have beat the Stars, but he's terrible. That guy... I mean, it was going right. He there. won't close his legs. Every yes. goal is five hole like, on him. Every single goal is five hole. Oh, no pun intended on that, but driving me oh insane. So I, I, you know, I think that, you know, Florida's easily going to get one here and, and, 
you know, we saw it last night with the Hurricanes. They did start out losing one nothing. Um, Columbus was beating them, you know. So off of back-to-back, I kind of like both teams to score. But from a side, uh, you know, you can always look at a team total for, for this one. But I, my official play is just going to be the both team to score prop. All right, like in the first period, both teams to score at a really solid plus price you can get with that as well. I'm seeing plus 140 uh, in a lot of spots with uh, both teams to score first period. So pretty good number with that. And I find you could get that in some of these games, especially some of these, like even Toronto, Colorado. You could see that being maybe a first period, both teams to score as well, especially with this fact that we're seeing both of those teams trending to the first period over uh, of late, which is an indication that both of those teams are showing the ability uh, in recent games to score early in the game. So uh, definitely that's a good one to look at because you're often going to get, Melissa, that, as you, you mentioned, the plus price uh, on that first period, both teams to score, which is a a good uh, value bet, if you will. Uh, particularly in a game like this, you could see that with these two teams. It should be a good one, though. Bobrov- it's Bobrovsky, what are you going to get? Because he is confirmed as the starter. He wasn't good against Dallas. He was phenomenal the game before that against Calgary. You know, Calgary really had their chances, and Bobrovsky was really good in that game. So we'll see if he can uh, get it back here after a little bit of a subpar game against Dallas. Don't be surprised if it's anti-Ranta tonight in net for Carolina because it was Freddie Anderson last night uh, for the uh, Hurricanes and the win against Calgary. So it's a chance they might go to Ranta here. Maybe with the six days off, it was Rod Brindamore's plan all along to um, give maybe Anderson the back-to-back because they got a lot of rest before uh, these two games. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to still to see Ronta and, you know, we'll see how he fares here, but he's been a little bit more up and down his numbers, 2.35 goals against 908 save percentage. So not nearly as good as Freddie Anderson. So we'll see where Carolina and Rod Brindamore decides what he decides to do with his goaltending tonight. Andrew, what do you think here? Florida, Carolina. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, I, I look towards Florida here. Um, obviously Carolina has been playing really, really well. They're a great team. And I think that uh, I love Rich's comment in our live chat here about Rod Brendamore, Rod, the bot, uh, on the bench, you know, giving it to his team after they were down just one goal. Uh, and you see what happened, you know, that's how you can tell a very well-coached team and there's a great leadership core on that Carolina team. But I don't know. I just, even though it was only Calgary, I had, I have a feeling that was a big game last night. I feel like they, you know, they went down early. They, they, you know, got up and they held that lead. Uh, but it got close at the end, actually. Um, I, I think Florida comes into this one pretty pissed off. Um, you know, scoring five goals doesn't matter if you give up six. And that's kind of what I used to say about the Maple Leafs last year. And the Florida Panthers have, have kind of taken that reign of being that team right now where it doesn't matter how many goals you score if you're giving up, you know, four or five the other way at the exact same time. I feel like they tighten things up defensively. I think it's a, a more hungry spot for the Florida Panthers tonight and I'm backing them. I think they get the job done. It's, it's tough to, you know, fade the Carolina hurricanes in any way. Um, as you said, Ian, uh, you, nobody really wants to get involved in the side in this game. Uh, this isn't a big play or anything for me tonight, but uh, I, I do like this and I'll have a small play on it. All right. We have Washington and Minnesota, uh, Washington minus minus one ten to minus minus one fifteen road favorites, six, the total in this game scheduling edge for Minnesota. You know, they played Thursday uh, in Boston. Uh, They got the 3-2 win uh, in that game. Matthew Boldy, welcome to the NHL. Your first game, and you get the game-winning goal. How's that? Not bad for for an NHL debut. Great to see, too, because he had family and friends uh, in attendance there at TD Garden. Uh, The other night, got to see him score his first uh, NHL goal. 
was a really good thing to see. Uh, and now Minnesota back home, but obviously the Trent Frederick hit on uh, Kirill Kaprizov, ugly, unnecessary, didn't play the puck. And now as a result of that hit, uh, and which left, and, and by the way, Marcus Felino and the whole wild team were incensed at Frederick for that hit. Felino ended up dropping the gloves with Frederick uh, in that game uh, as a comeuppance for him for doing that. Uh, and now, of course, Kaprizov out at least for this game uh, tonight against Washington and could be out for some period of time. And that's troubling because all of a sudden you've got, you know, you already had Eric Sinek out, Bukestad out uh, at the center ice, but Jordan Greenway, you're down a couple key defensemen as well now, Jonas Brodeen. Uh, for the uh, Wild, and of course, Jared Spurgeon remains out, and he won't be returning anytime soon. So uh, this is concerning here for Minnesota now, and, and a Washington team that even though they played last night, and I went against them, uh, I with, had St. Louis last night in that 5-1 win, uh, Laviolette not happy, and uh, team not happy with their performance in that game. Samsonov ended up getting pulled and replaced by Zach Fukali in the third period last night uh, of that 5-1 loss against uh, St. Louis. Uh, we'll see who's in net for them tonight. I would think they probably go back to Samsonov. Although if Vanacek is ready, and remember Vanacek's been uh, missing uh, some time now for the uh, Capitals, he might be available to them tonight. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the latest is that uh, now he missed practice on Friday, so and he's still day to day. So he has cleared COVID protocol, but uh, it could be Vanacek, it could be Samsonov, it could be Fukali. This is one of those where there's actually one of three goalies that could start tonight for Washington. Uh, so keep an eye on this closer to puck drop. I don't really have a strong feel for this game. I know Minnesota at home. I ain't betting them under when they play at the XL Energy Center based on their home ice uh, record in terms of the over. 12-2 and two this year uh, over the total uh, on home ice, uh, the Minnesota Wild. But you're missing Kaprizov. Washington's going to try to tighten it up, you would think, defensively. They've talked about it. So I'm going to pass this game, side uh, and total. Uh, what do you think here, Melissa? Capitals taking on the Wild. Yeah, this is a tricky one. Uh, it's funny because I was messaging Terry last night, and I said, Terry, the Wild are at plus money right now. If you like them, you better hop on them because after the way the Caps looked last night, that you're going to see some money coming in. Um, so I don't know if he did or not. But you know, I've missed wild home overs. I think it's eight and two in the last 10. So again, I agree. You, you can never back the wild off of an under, but can they get it going without their main man? Uh, that's going to be the question tonight. Uh, I did see the wild team total is at three. I do like that number. Um, even in games that they have been losing, they've been averaging, uh, you know, losing four threes or whatnot. So you do have a safer play there with the push, but from a side perspective, I do kind of like the Wild in this one just because they did get, gain a lot of confidence uh, against that Bruins win. Uh, you know, they did shut the Bruins out in the third period there. Uh, the problem with the Wild is they, they've been taking so many penalties and then they're getting crushed on the penalty kill. Uh, so, so they need to find a way to stay out of the box tonight. That's going to be their key to, to win that game and then obviously uh, score. So I, I lean Wild. Uh, Maybe I'll wait a little bit closer to puck drop for goalie confirmations, like you mentioned. Uh, but also, I, I don't like backing the Capitals without TJ Oshie. I know he was a late scratch yesterday. I think that he is... And probably a, out again tonight. Him and Backstrom uh, probably not returning either tonight. They, they just can't seem to score when he's he's not there. Um, you know, Wilson can't do it all with with uh, Ovi on that, on that line as well. So... 
it, it's hard for me to back them just with the injuries, but also, you know, when you've got two teams that have, you know, clutch players that are out, you're, it, it's kind of a toss up here and uh, priced accordingly. Obviously we've got them both, I think at even money now. So lean wild, maybe Terry's influencing me too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, he, I, 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 I do. <laughs> Probably the over is the safer play. He's here. convincing. He's yeah. very convincing. <laughs> he was very mad at me when I told him the, I like the blues on, on the winter classic. But <laughs> he, hey, he, he recommends, on top, though. You won. He, he'd recommends to someone in financial strain and financial duress to put every last dollar on the Minnesota Wild, <laughs> I'm sure, uh, at this point. Uh, Terry Edelman. You'd tell anyone. It doesn't matter what their situation. (laughs) Hey, bet the wild. It's a good bet. It's a good investment. I'm sure you'd say that for sure. I don't know if it's a good investment tonight, but at the same time, like, look, I'm not on Washington tonight either. Like they're not playing great right now. And they definitely miss Oshie and they definitely miss Backstrom. And to be honest with you, you know, where was Ovechkin last night? I mean, very, very quiet game from him in that loss to the blues last night. Shockingly that he was that, that he just, really didn't make an impact on that game at any point i will say though did you guys watch did you watch that game last night did you watch any of the first period that could have been four nothing capitals in that first period no they were they were they were the better team in that first period and then after that it was like wow after all that there were still plenty of chances in that game though guys i i I think there were plenty of i think the capitals when you i was impressed with how many injuries they have for the offense they were able to create like we got to just tip our caps to the blues the blues played good hockey as well they they kind of woke up after after Washington, you know, spun around them for for ten minutes completely. I'm on the over six here. We're seeing some six and a half, but there's plenty of uh, sixes available here. I think Minnesota gets it going, um, even without their their guy. Um, and I think Minnesota, their biggest problem, I thought, you know, maybe three four years ago was was that they didn't really have much besides a top line. Now they actually do, I think. Uh, and of course, has Terry super excited about the younger guys coming up into the lineup. Uh, making an impact right away. I, I, I think we get over six here. I think it's a sloppy game. Uh, Zach Fucali, you know, I always shout him out. I saw him play here, win a Mem Cup uh, with Halifax. He's had a big journey. You know, he's he's played, I think, for like six different teams in the past several years. Um, you know, a couple different organizations landing with the Caps now on the bench as a backup. And uh, he looked all right coming in yesterday in relief uh, of Samsonov. But the fact of the matter is, we're going to see him get peppered with shots by the wild here. I feel like we get, you know, a five, three type game. I don't know for who, but that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We don't know for who, but as long as we get seven plus goals, we're happy. Yeah. I, I lean over to, uh, I don't know if I'll pull the trigger just because of Washington's chatter about playing better in their own end, but that's certainly strong lean that way. 12 and two to the over on home ice this year, as I mentioned for the, uh, Minnesota Wild, and we'll see if that continues here tonight. All right, Nashville, Arizona. We've got Nashville minus 220, uh, road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, I'll be very brief. I'm not betting this game. I Arizona is, and I said this though, after you know, with the win against Chicago uh, a few nights ago, six to four. It's worth noting the recent losses for for Arizona: three two to the Rangers, eight seven in a shootout to San Jose. 3-1 to Winnipeg in a game where it was 2-1, to one, and Arizona pulled the goalie for the extra attacker that close to maybe tying the game. They've been in every game lately, believe it or not, Arizona. So buyer beware if you're going to be the uh, bridge jumper tonight uh, and lay this uh, minus 220 uh, on Nashville. I'm certainly not doing that, but at the same time, Nashville's playing great, 8-2 uh, and two in their last 10 games. They've won three straight. 
uh, here in the new year, beating Chicago, beating Vegas, beating LA. Uh, you know, they've been very solid. I mean, they're getting great years from Duchesne and uh, Johansson, among others. Tanner Janot has stepped up for them. Philip Forsberg lately has been very solid for the Nashville Predators. Uh, I think he's in the midst of his best play so far this season for Nashville. So um, this is just a pass for me. I mean, it's too big of a number on Nashville and a price, but Arizona's scrappy right now. And if this is a one goal game, it wouldn't shine. Maybe Arizona plus a goal and a half, if you don't mind laying the price, uh, but it's a pass for me. Melissa, how about you? Nashville, Arizona. I think this is going to be the game we'll all be watching tonight, right? <laughs> With all the <laughs> other matchups. You don't see Nashville at over minus, what are they? Minus 240, minus 250 on the money line. You don't see that often. Um, Nashville has been a frustrating team for me. They seem to be one of those teams where when I back them, they lose. And then when I fade them, they love to win. Um, but I think from a year-to-date standpoint, they're one of the most profitable teams this season for uh, if you throw in money on the money line. But uh, if you look at their schedule, they're at the end of a road trip here. Uh, they do play Colorado, I think, on Tuesday at home. They might have that potential look-ahead situation. I would only look at the Yotes tonight. Uh, I do kind of like the plus one and a half, uh, minus 120, I think it was. I think that there's excellent value there uh, in case they can get one uh, against uh, a, a team that's kind of ready looking ahead. Uh, what I do love, though, in this game is the first period over. Uh, earlier, it was minus 120. I think that that's great value. Uh, Preds have hit this uh, four, they're four and one in their last five. Um, and then I think uh, the Coyotes are three and two in their last five. So uh, I'm probably just going to stick to that. And then I might sprinkle a little bit on the Coyotes one or plus 1.5, see what happens. Yeah. And what's impressive, too, about Arizona, you know, they've had some guys out lately, play, keep players out you know, that they miss and they've still managed to, you know, hang in a lot of games. Yaskin, Jacob Chikrin, you know, one of their big defensemen, Connor Timmons, Ryan Dezingle's a good depth forward, uh, Barrett Hayton, uh, Jay Beagle, uh, you know, a, a young guy that they still think could be good at some point, Kyle Capo Bianco. I always remember the freaking Barry Manilow song when I, with his last name. Uh, Capo, Capo Bianco. There you That's go. a long last name. It is. It's a very long uh, last name. Yeah, it reminds me of... Uh, the Copacabana, yeah, Capo Bianco. Uh, he's out too for uh, Arizona. But uh, yeah, nevertheless, I, when I look at this game, uh, I, I think it's a one-goal game. I think if Nashville wins, it's a one-goal game. So I know our uh, resident Arizona Coyote fan, uh, Clint, and, and you got to give him credit. He loves the Coyotes. He's loyal. He's not one of those people that's going to cheer for a new team, even though they're one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. He's going to stand by his Coyotes, win, lose, or draw. He's right. Arizona's played Nashville tough. So uh, this is a scary game for Nashville. And you're right. They got Colorado, as Rich says, on tap, uh, on deck after this. So uh, a little bit of a leery spot here for the Predators in this kind of price range. Uh, Andrew, what about you, Nashville, Arizona? Pass. <laughs> there you go. Uh, look, the thing is here, I think that the road trip factor is a big, a big thing. How many games that Nashville's been playing recently that have been super exciting now you're playing an Arizona team. Do I want to ever bet on Arizona after a win? Definitely not. Uh, but do I want to look at Nashville right now? I think the kind of games they've been playing, I think they might be due for a, a, I hate using the word letdown, but I feel like they might be due for that. So I'm going to just pass here. All right. Uh, 
There you go. All right, before we get to our next game, we'll talk DraftKings right now. Uh, of course, new customers to DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. If you're a new customer, bet just $1 on any NHL game, and you can win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can play for huge cash prizes still for all season with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. We move on now to Chicago and Vegas. We've got the Golden Knights minus 240. Home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights snapping a mini skid uh, the other night against the uh, New York Rangers in a very impressive win, 5-1. Uh, in that game, they got Mark Stone back. Robin Leonard uh, also came back for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in that game, which was uh, good to see. Still missing Martinez and Max Pacioretty uh, indefinitely, uh, but at least to get Mark Stone back and also to get Robin Leonard back in net definitely helped them uh, in that victory over the uh, New York Rangers. Now they play the Chicago Blackhawks, and we're all waiting uh, in, and anticipating and hoping we get Mark andre Fleury in net. Uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks tonight as he gets ready to face his former team. It oddly hasn't been uh, confirmed yet, but uh, it, he'll be Did you there. see that quote, Ian, the, from yeah, the coach? Yeah, Derek King. Yeah. 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 He basically like, said, yeah. He's like, nah, I'm not going to. Actually, I think it was um, it was yeah. Alan Walsh, uh, his agent, quote yeah. tweeted it. And he was like, because the, the guy, the coach said, yeah, if I don't start flurry, he'll probably chase me down. And then Alan well, that, Walsh. That Alan Walsh guy would do that. Yeah, and then Alan Walsh said, if you think he'll chase you down, wait till you see what I'll do if you don't stop, if you don't start him. (laughs) He's a good agent. I like him, man. I like him. He stands up for his guys. Like, he will promote the fuck out of of (laughs) each and every one of the players he represents as an agent. He does. He goes above and beyond the call. If you you should follow him on Twitter. Anybody that's watching and listening to the Ice Guys here, follow Alan Walsh on Twitter. He is a great follow, and he will, if some some coach or GM or someone's – you know, shun, thumbing their nose down at one of his players that he represents. Oh, you're going to hear about it, and you're going to see <laughs> Alan Walsh tweet about it. No, make no mistake about it for sure. And this game, if Mark Andre Fleury's in, and I expect him to be, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm taking the price with Chicago. I, I, I'm taking Chicago here in this one at the plus number. Um, Vegas, nice win against the Rangers, but it was back to Dairy Queen soft serve. Georgiev in net that night. Let's be honest. He was not very good uh, in that. And Fleury wants this one. Fleury wants to beat Vegas so badly for what they did. They, what they did to him was a travesty. And it's his return to Vegas. You know, the crowd's going to, they're going to do some kind of video thing for him. No doubt about it at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, and he, he loves the fans there. And I think he loves the city still, but he hates the organization, I think, for the way it ended there. Not even giving him a call. Not even a, Not even picking up the damn phone. Uh, and saying, you know what, we've traded you uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks. You had to hear about it on social media. Uh, the fact they made the decision in the first place to say, hey, we're, we're going to go with Robin Leonard as our number one guy. We're going to uh, uh, part ways with you. Um, this is a game that I expect, if there's ever going to be a share, if I can turn back time game for 
Marc-Andre Fleury, turn back time to his prime and steal the show and steal a game. And look, it might take that for Chicago because we know how good Vegas is. But I think you're going to get whatever best game, a game, whatever you want to call it from Fleury. I think you're going to see it tonight uh, in this game uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. And again, the price is uh, at this price. I'm jumping in. You can get plus 205, plus 210, plus 215. And you also get the Blackhawks off a thoroughly embarrassing loss. Anytime you lose to an Arizona Coyotes, you know, that's a gut check. And that's a look in the mirror type of experience. Like you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, God, we're that, we're that, we've fallen to be in that bad in a particular game. So I think you get Chicago really showing up tonight. Again, there's a question of whether that's going to be enough because we know Vegas is the better of these two teams. But I think you get Chicago's best punch tonight and you get one of Marc-Andre Fleury's best efforts tonight. And I'm willing to take a shot at North of plus 200 uh, with Chicago. Ballsy, but I'm taking Chicago here. Uh, Melissa, what do you think? Chicago and Vegas. Oh, well, you know how I feel about the Blackhawks this season. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the last time Mark andre Fleury did have a homecoming in Pittsburgh, he was pulled within the first 10 minutes, if anybody else remembers that. And that was an embarrassing homecoming for him. Um, you know, the Blackhawks, they've been struggling. They've just mistake after mistake. Yep. Um, you know, Kane's getting frustrated and hitting post after post. Taves is finally getting on the on the scorecard again, so at least he's contributing. Uh, you know, yeah, the only thing that concerns me is they did have that players-only meeting. I think a lot of times when, when teams do have that, we saw that with the Stars, and they went on to rally after that. Um, I just don't think Vegas is the team that is going to help them rally. I think Vegas the other night just looked unstoppable. Uh, they're scoring goals. They're confident. Um, even Leonard's looked pretty, pretty good the other night. Um, th- there's no way for me to look at the Blackhawks in this one. I, I do get, you know, your, your process it is a great value play uh, tonight on the Blackhawks. Um, I personally am on the over. Um, I was talking with uh, Chris Otto about the over. He actually pinged me and he's like, the over's opening at five and a half. Let's hop on it. Let's roll. And we both, as Penguins fans, were like, is, is Fleury going to look like he did in Pittsburgh? We don't know. But I do think, you know, even if the Blackhawks do end up winning this game, it's probably going to be an OT game, maybe a 3-3, and that over is the safer play. Uh, so I am on over five and a half. As far as a side, I kind of want to watch the first five minutes and see what happens if I can get uh, Vegas, uh, you know, on the puck line maybe. We'll see what happens. But Definitely see your thoughts there, but I think, um, you know, Howie in our chat is always saying Blackhawks for the cup. That's not happening. No, I think Blackhawks need to rebuild. I've been saying this forever. They need to trade Kane to Buffalo and let him do his thing over there in his hometown. Rebuild. Let's go. <laughs> That's yeah, and say. after the two-game losing streak they won, you know, Vegas might want to keep it going and obviously get on a little bit of a run after that. And that's certainly the better of these two teams. There's no denying that Chicago's lost six straight. They're not in good form at all. And that, that defensive structure that they played for about 10 games when Derek King first took over uh, as the interim coach here, it's kind of dissipated since then. I mean, really during this six game losing streak, they've given up three, four, six, five, four, and six, six to Arizona, you know, in their last game uh, the other night. So the defensive game is kind of eroded again uh, for Chicago. We'll see if they can get it back on the rails tonight. They're going to need to 
uh, against a team as good as Vegas. For me, it's just it's just one of those gut feel games for me. Like there's no rhyme or reason to take in Chicago uh, over Vegas tonight, right? They've lost six in a row. They just lost to arguably the worst team in the NHL. Vegas is at home where they're good. They're the much better team. There's no rhyme or reason on in theory to want to take Chicago, but this has got gut feel for me that this is a flurry type of, uh, you know, Rembrandt, if you will, uh, in the net for him tonight, Rembrandt performance uh, against the uh, Vegas golden Knights. And that might have Chicago live potentially to pull off the big upset here, uh, Andrew, but this is one of the game. I'll definitely be keeping a very close. This is the game. I'll probably be watching more than the rest at the uh, late night hours here. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew, Chicago, Vegas? Yeah. Well, I mean, with the storyline, like it is, I'm kind of happy that it's uh you know, it's it's Chicago at Vegas and, and out in the West Coast. That way we can kind of separate lots of great games, like you mentioned. Even the boss of Tampa, obviously Toronto, Colorado, Florida, Carolina. So many good games early on. Uh, that's obviously the headliner uh, of the late games here. Um, I, I think that I'm going to look just towards an under in this game. You know, I, I think that uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, I've preached that I thought they had several guys of the supporting cast. Obviously, we saw Mark Stone get added into the lineup and, we have seen this Vegas Golden Knights team playing some goal fest type games recently, but we've also, you know, seen some bright spots defensively. I thought in Chicago, um, it's not easy taking an under with them. That's for sure. It's uh it's kind of, it's a rarity uh, for me to look towards an under with them, but I feel like, you know, if we're going to play the emotional angle here, I feel like the defensemen and, and forwards will kind of have flurries back. They will play good defensively. Uh, and I've also noticed Chicago turning into more of a dump and chase team, which is very irregular for them. They have so much talent that usually they're a carry it in type team, but they've kind of tried to get more zone time. And if that can really be effective for them, that's what that's what contributes towards unders. If you look at it, obviously you can't really find these numbers anywhere, but a lot of the teams that are dump and chase teams, those are the under teams, the teams that like to carry it in. Those are the teams that are constantly going back and forth, kind of like in basketball with a, you know, a 10 second shot clock. So, in this game, I'm looking towards an under. I haven't gotten to the window with it yet, guys, but I feel like we could see a low-scoring game here. And honestly, as far as the flurry angle goes, Ian, even if they lose, I think it's it's respectable if they lose like 3-2 and flurry has like 38 yep. saves. You know what I mean? Very like possible. Yep. Yeah. Plausible. Plausible possibility. Uh, in you my know, opinion, maybe sure. even take a look at the save prop for flurry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably a good way to go. Uh, Chicago allows a lot of shots. Yep. And you know, and I think he'll play uh, pretty good tonight. At least I, I'm uh, he's certainly going to be fired up and incentivized to play as good as he possibly can tonight uh, in his return to Las Vegas. Again, he loves the fans. He loves the city, loved the area. Apparently he had nothing but good things to say, but the organization, let's be honest, the organization spit in his face with the way it ended there. Like not even phoning him to say, Hey, we traded you to Chicago. Just, he found out about it from a, a tweet about it from one of the insiders, the NHL insiders. I mean, that's a, that's a brutal way for it to end. Uh, and shame on Vegas for allowing it, allowing the news of Mark Andre Fleury being traded to come out that way. Uh, I think he wants to stick it to them tonight and the hope, hopefully the players in front of him play well enough to give him that chance to maybe get this victory tonight, which is the big if with a team that's lost uh, six in a row, obviously uh, going into this game. All right, we got two games left: New York Rangers, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the Rangers minus one fifteen to minus one twenty uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Rangers looking to bounce back after losing five one to the aforementioned Vegas Golden Knights in their last game. They're still playing very good hockey overall, though the Rangers. They had won three straight before that. Uh, we'll see if they can bounce back. Unfortunately, 
COVID-19 is starting to uh, ramp up here for the Rangers just a little bit. Igor Shosturkin uh, on COVID protocol, and I don't think he's going to be available uh, potentially for them tonight as well. We'll have to wait and see. He landed on protocol Thursday. He has to have two negative tests. We'll have to wait and see if he gets those two negative tests. He would have had to have one Friday and another one today. Um, so we're going to wait and see on that. Uh, that remains to be seen uh, in this one. Um, we'll see if uh, if that's the uh, case here. Uh, with uh, Shesterkin if he's cleared to play. If not, it'll be Georgiev again, probably. And Georgiev's good at times, and he had some really good games, uh, including the win against Edmonton. And then he had the game against Vegas where he definitely was fighting the puck and not sharp, not on top of his game, off the angle a little bit. you know. And that's sometimes what can happen here with um, uh, Georgiev when he gets the start. So we'll see who's in net for the Rangers. But Dryden Hunt's on protocol now. He's been a good depth forward for the uh, Rangers uh, at times this year. Uh, and uh, Julian Gauthier as well has landed on protocol uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, Panarin's still out as well. Um, I'm certainly interested to a certain degree in the New York Rangers in this game as a small road favorite uh, against Anaheim. Of course, the Ducks uh, kind of slumping a little bit. They had lost four in a row. They did beat Philly 4-1 to one, uh, in their last game. We'll see if they can build on that here. But they're also without some key players. Ryan Getzlaff, Adam Henrique both out. Uh, Derek Grant as well, COVID protocol, Sam Carrick, COVID protocol, Hampus Lindholm on the blue line, uh, COVID protocol. The good news, though, is they did get Trevor Zegers back uh, in the last game. So uh, obviously one of their better forwards. That's going to help the Ducks here uh, a little bit. But if we get Shesterkin back, certainly uh, I'll be looking at the Rangers. Uh, if it's not him, I'd probably still lean Rangers. But again, You've got COVID-19 protocol starting to become a little bit more of an increasing factor for the Rangers. So that's the one thing that's maybe making me a little hesitant, but I definitely lean Rangers here. Melissa, what do you think? New York, Anaheim. I think I love the Ducks in this one, especially with Zegers coming back. Um, I felt bad the other night for, I, th I think there was a lot of people who were on the Rangers and then, you know, five minutes before puck drop, they realized that, you know, Igor's not in and I was, that and Mark just, Stone back for Vegas too. Yeah, that was, it was just two, yeah. two daggers and in, in one. Um, you know, it's it's a tricky spot here just because you know both sides have these COVID issues, and it, it's one of those situations where there's so many other games on 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 the play tonight. Uh, if I were to to lean aside, it would probably be the Ducks, and then also the under here. Um, but again, I want to wait and find out more goalie confirmation. I, I think the Ducks were even money last I checked. So I like them in the home spot, especially with Zegers, because you know he's itching to, to get back. And I was backing them the other night against the Wings before they just decided to cancel that one on us. So, um, you know, I've, I've been pretty high on this Ducks team as well. I actually got a Troy Terry shirt for Christmas just because nice. I just – I love those guys. I love these teams that have these – young guys that are just coming out there and, and having fun. And, you know, it probably killed them the other night having their, their game canceled. So, um, you know, I think overall it's just going to be a, a two teams that are, are out there having fun. You know, it can really go either way, but from a price standpoint, I like the, I like the Ducks money line. All right. Liking the uh, Ducks here uh, in this one. Uh, we'll see how it goes again. And by the way, Mika Zibanejad, two games in a row without a goal, which has been a rarity from him. He's been very good lately, but last two games, he's been silent, held off the uh, goal scoring sheet. Maybe a buy low opportunity on him. Like This might be a night where he's finally able to find the back of the net for the Rangers. And certainly there's going to be onus to do that. Panarin's still out. Got a couple of your depth forwards missing now because they're on COVID protocol. So 
Maybe we'll see if Zibanejad can end his little mini goal drought that he's incurred uh, in the last two games. Um, Andrew, I know this was you. We were talking off air. You were yeah. kind of interested in the Rangers initially here. Where do you stand with this one now, Rangers and Ducks? Well, you know, I like it, but just not as much, I guess I'll say. I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I I stand behind the wager I made for the Ducks not to make the playoffs. It's funny because, you know, I talked about it for so long I, before I actually got to the window with it. And when I first started mentioning on shows I do, it was like plus 112. And when I went to bet it, it was minus 140. Um, but that number is going to continue to slide, I think, because it was kind of a sell point, point for them. They were second in the division. But just like Melissa said, they're fun to watch. They're exciting to watch. They've got great younger players. And every single time I watch an Anaheim broadcast, they pretty much say the exact same thing. They talk about how the coaching staff has preached that they have a perfect mixture of younger players that are like, you know, younger than me, like 23, 24, 19, even like they're, they're like, you know, just fresh out of college. And then you've got guys like Ryan Getzlaff, who could be their father, uh, you know, all on the exact same team, which is just a, a funny mixture for a team. But I look at that game for New York every single person was talking about the headlines of, you know, Gallant going back to Vegas, Reeves going back there. Um, and then it was a letdown for them. They didn't play very well. Vegas had practically one of their best games of the year though. And I think that's kind of what's been a little bit hidden in those numbers is that hockey to me is a sport that you can, you can handicap if you don't watch all the games. But I think that with certain games like that, if you watched it, Sometimes you have to just tip your hat to the team that played well. And I, guys, I think Vegas just played very well in that game. I don't think it was as much as a poor effort from New York as much as Vegas just having one of their better games of the year. So I feel like we're getting a pretty good price on New York, and I'm taking them here. Uh, but, Ian, it, I was going to make it a really strong play, uh, but now it's just a regular play. <laughs> there you go. So still liking the Rangers, though. It still supports them here. Minus 115, minus 120. All right, the final game of this massive card, 11 games. This is the last one. Detroit Red Wings, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the uh, LA Kings, minus 140. Home favorites, five and a half. The total shaded to the under in this game. LA losing 4-2 to Nashville Thursday night. Detroit was supposed to play Thursday night, but they had that game postponed uh, against Anaheim. So, but you would think that throws a team off their schedule, throws them off their rhythm a little bit. But with Detroit, remember, they were going to play in Anaheim. When teams play Anaheim and LA back to back on the road, they stay in the same hotel. They don't have to take a plane to the next city. They take a bus ride down the uh, freeway to get to Honda Center in Anaheim, or in this case, um, I've still got to get used to saying it. It's not Staples Center anymore. It's Crypto.com Arena uh, in Los Angeles. You just take a bus. Detroit gets to stay in the same hotel. So this is not a big deal that they've had their schedule altered. They get to stay in the same city, same hotel. They don't have to fly anywhere. So this is not that big of a deal. If this was another situation where a team has a game suddenly postponed and they got to go on the road for another game and they'd have to fly and get a new hotel, that stuff, then it's a little bit more of a problem. So it's not a terrible situation for Detroit, but what is terrible with Detroit is that on the road, they're four and 11. All right. That's terrible. And that's part of the reason why I don't really want to trust the Red Wings here. I took them against San Jose uh, in their last game to wrap up the homestand and they won six to two. That was more a fate of San Jose and Detroit wanting to get a win before they hit the road. It's not a sign of, yeah, I bet Detroit against San Jose. I'm going to ride this team now. Uh, for a few games. I'm not going to be doing that here tonight in this game. And uh, 
LA, you know, off the loss to Nashville, which is no shame in that the way pre the Predators have played. Uh, we'll see if they're capable of uh, bouncing back here against the uh, Red Wings. Uh, L.A., by the way, uh, when you look at the uh, series history, the Red Wings have struggled one in five the last six head-to-head -head meetings. L.A. at home has won three straight against the Red Wings, 4-1, 4-2, and 3-2. So they've done pretty well here. It'd be kings or nothing for me, but there's other games I like more, so it's going to be nothing. Just a lean for me to Los Angeles right now uh, in this one. Uh, Melissa, do you have anything here? Detroit, L.A.? Same. This is a pass for me. I think, um, you know, the Kings are a team that is usually playing late for me on the being on central coast time. So I don't watch Kings games very often. So I don't have a good feel on just the team in general. Um, it's same with the wings. So just, this is going to be a pass. I like a lot of the other spots. So what time guys. zone are you, where are you, what time is it where you are right now, Melissa? Uh, 1230. 1230. Central. Okay. Yeah. Central time for, uh, but during the week, it's rough when those things those games start at 9 30. I don't it's, know how it, East Coast It's 225 for me right now. I'm even I'm even more ahead than Ian. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. He's in Atlantic uh, zone, Atlantic time zone, which is an hour ahead of the eastern time zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's that's rough. Um yeah. you know. Kings games are more fun when Snoop Dogg is there. That's what I always say. <laughs> when he does the guest commentator, I love Alex you. Faust and uh, Jim Fox are the uh, television announcers for it LA never Kings disappoints. Games. Yeah, Never. Snoop will <laughs> join once. them. Yeah, Snoop will join them every now and then. Uh, and uh, you see, uh, and uh, he's, he, you're right, he just riffs and he goes on a tangent and he's funny and he's, you know, he's like, yeah, I love when he loves more. hockey. Yeah, like, yeah. He does, that's yeah. amazing to me. He's almost yeah. like just like fascinated by it. He's like, yeah. oh, look at that. Like, look at that. He's gliding along. He just like everything he says just sounds he so He was cool. at every Anaheim Ducks game when they made that Stanley Cup run with Brian Burke, Randy Carlisle, Chris Pronger, Scott Niedermeyer, Solane. Uh, you know, young Ryan Getzlaff, young Corey Perry. Uh, we remember that Anaheim team that won the cup in 2007. Um, Snoop Dogg went to every pretty much playoff home game that year for Anaheim. So he is a big hockey fan. He likes the sport. Uh, there's no question. That's not manufactured. Uh, he legitimately likes hockey. He gets into it. He did actually a rules little video for NHL.com where he's actually breaking down the rules of hockey for the uh, NHL.com website. I think they did that a couple of years ago with Snoop. So, uh, yeah, he definitely likes the sport. There's no question. Um, L.A., by the way, you look at the loss to Nashville. They ran into a, a, a masterpiece from UC Soros that night. He was outstanding. 40-plus uh, shots for the Kings uh, in that loss to Nashville. Uh, but Soros was excellent uh, in net. And, uh, you know, anything close to that, you know, and they, they probably have a shot here to bounce back, get the victory. Because, again, they probably deserved a little bit of a better fate Thursday night against Nashville. They did heavily outshoot, heavily outplay the Predators, just did not get the uh, win. Soros was outstanding uh, in net that night for the Predators. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here with the Red Wings and the Kings? Uh, look, I, I only really like back in LA at home, so that's kind of a brighter spot here, but I just don't like this price. So I don't want to tie them into a two-teamer. I don't want to take them in regulation, and I don't like the dog price on the Wings tonight, so it's a pass. Yeah, def uh, definitely. And uh, the road record, too, is concerning for Detroit. They just haven't been, uh, quite frankly, uh, good enough right now uh, on the road. And uh, you know what's uh, absorbing, uh, upsetting, unfortunately, for Detroit is they expect a lot out of Philip Zadina. The, the backstory is actually Andrew, because I remember him saying this to me. He interviewed Philip Zadina yeah. way back in the day, and he's fallen out of favor here in Detroit, mm -hmm. at least right now. He's a healthy scratch the other night against San Jose. He struggled to get his offense going. He's got one goal and three points in the last 14 games. 
uh, for Detroit. He came out and publicly and admonished Blaschel and the decision to bench him or make him a healthy scratch. What did he say? Uh, so he, he, just, he wasn't happy about it. I know that. Uh, I'm frustrated because I had a lot of chances and didn't score. COVID break and stuff like that kind of pushed me down. Uh, I just feel I, sh I, I should have been in there. Um, so he wasn't happy about it. Um, we'll see now. The, the question is, does he get put back in the lineup tonight? But certainly the Red Wings thought he would be one of their key primary offensive pieces and hasn't exactly yeah. played out that way for the Red Wings. But uh, most the of the problem is with, with them is that with, with – because I watched that team play, and the funny thing is with, with that team is that I find if you're on like a mediocre junior team, it almost like when you're so much better than everybody else on your team, it makes you look like w better than you are. And yeah. I'm not saying he was overrated coming into the draft, but that was like a media ever since Druan, Ferk, uh, McKinnon, all of these guys were on, uh, you know, Mackenzie Weger, all these guys were on that, you know, absolute, you know, the best team the Mooseheads ever had here in Halifax. There's just been like mediocrity, you know, they, they've, they've done had some good seasons, but they always draft Euro as well because Halifax is one of the wealthiest franchises in the QMJHL. They have a lot of scouting over there in Europe. So they always draft well in Europe, but they come over and Zadina just lit it up. But right away, everyone was calling this guy the second coming of, you know, I don't know, Nikolai Ehlers maybe. <laughs> but I, I just think that he hasn't really had time to progress. And you think that with the Red Wings, he should develop. So I kind of have to take his side and I know I'm biased because I watched him and stuff, but I think that this is the time to put him in like Stevie Y and those guys, like you have to let these guys develop. And in two years, if he hasn't panned out, then do something about it. That's the way I feel anyway. Yeah, definitely. The, the Larkin and Bertuzzi have been outstanding for the Red Wings this year. Lucas Raymond has really cooled off after uh, being pretty good earlier this year. He's on a, in a bit of a goal scoring drought right now. Uh, and a lot of the other depth forwards have been quiet lately as well. So Detroit, it seems like right now, top-heavy at the moment because Larkin and Bertuzzi are really their only consistent sources of offense at the moment uh, for Detroit. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, get some depth uh, scoring and some other options to help them out tonight uh, in this game against the LA Kings. Great stuff with Andrew McGinnis and our special guest, Melissa Cunningham. We might even try, Melissa, if you're around uh, in the next week or two. Uh, before uh, the little one arrives on the scene uh, get you on the show one more time as a, a special guest but uh, Melissa it was great to have you and like I say we will hope to have you back maybe one more time before uh, the end of the month thanks for having me it's always fun I always like doing Saturday I know these are like long shows with long it would put you to work stuff. right yeah. no <laughs> yes. freebies for you You're, you get the big card so you got to put the work in yeah but uh, I, I will say for if anybody newly is is listening um, you know, I always speak very highly of this show. You guys are, are basically the reason why I just started, you know, I would always listen, you know, didn't bet. And then, you know, it got legalized here in Illinois. So started, you know, just experimenting with plays, but not only do you guys, you know, share your plays, but you also educate about how to bet and where you can find the best value. And I think that that is something that I've learned, you know, just over the last year of listening to, to you guys. So, um, for newer viewers out here, I always say it. You guys are my favorite show to listen to, especially when I'm at work, bored, <laughs> <laughs> or putting together something. So appreciate the hard work that you guys do, Andrew and Ian and, and Alex and, and Jimmy as well. So um, very highly of you both. So appreciate you. And right back at you. Yeah, That's thank you very saying, much. 100%. And you know what? It is. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Uh, we're the only hockey show that does every single game on the board. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, especially on days like today where there's 11 games, but we do it. 
we do it because people appreciate it. We love our listeners and viewers and uh, and all the support. The, the, the show is growing. The video views are increasing. The podcast downloads are increasing. Uh, and we want to keep building things here with the Ice Guys and including the viewers and the listeners as family yeah. and extended the, family. The show isn't the show, the show without the viewers. Like, right. And it sounds so cliche. And it's like you hear so many other shows say that. But I, if I can, if I'm not on my laptop next to me typing to a question that someone's at or a statement or a funny thing, if you notice, like I get, I, I love to laugh. I, I laugh at a lot of statements people say in the live chat room and or talking about a coach or a player and you know things you guys have to say. So you know, as much as Ian and I are doing this all the time, we do this full time for careers. Uh, there's there's plenty that we can learn from you guys, and we love to hear from you guys as well. So. Uh, I'm happy to have you on, Melissa, and, and on the Saturdays, especially on these big slates. It's nice to have you on. NHL brunch. I'm always down. <laughs> well, that's, and, and that's another thing I wanted to mention as well. With, and you guys, I think, uh, would agree with this. It's not just that we want to treat the viewers and listeners that support the show like family. You are, and we appreciate your support. But we also love and appreciate your hockey knowledge, your acumen, your ability to handicap games, yeah. your ability to make good bets and find good value. And that's why we bring Melissa and some of our other viewers and listeners onto the show. We're going to try to get Chris Otto on the show as well throughout the course of the season as well. Like we trust and have faith in you guys and your abilities as betters to have, you know, have good sound reasoning, logic, thinking, a process to break down games in your own way that makes sense. Uh, that's and we want that to be part of our show uh, as well. So, uh, so Melissa, we, do we know if it's a boy or a girl coming? Yeah, it's a boy. Yeah. Do you have the there name or is that a secret? Well, I was telling Ian. You better make him a nice guy's wrote... fan now. He's got to be a nice guy's <laughs> fan. I, I know. Well, I got to get him a onesie for that. Yeah. Um, but I was showing, telling Ian pre-show that everyone's like, oh, is his name going to be Sydney or some sort of like penguin influence? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Is, is um, it a secret? Well, the funny thing is, is I don't even, we don't have one picked out yet. <laughs> we have four weeks to go. So. There you go. We shall see. Can't do it all at once. Yeah, there's other pressing matters, I'm sure, at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) So it will be uh, a surprise, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, well, we uh, definitely are looking forward to the uh, day, of course, Melissa, uh, awaiting uh, birth right now. So looking forward to that. You'll know it happens because I won't be I'm sure you're looking forward to it being (laughs) over, right? You're looking forward to it being the hell over. Yeah, if we don't hear from her, we know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome stuff. All right. Let's wrap it up the only way we know how on the ice guys. And that's with best bets to wrap up the show. Uh, as always, Melissa, you're our guest today. We'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for your Saturday best bet? There's so many to choose from, but you know what? I'm going to go back to that avalanche game. I love the avalanche team total over three and a half. That's going to be my favorite play. All right. Colorado avalanche team total over three and a half. I mean, four goals has been a routine occurrence lately. Four plus have been a routine occurrence lately for the Colorado Avalanche. So hard to deny that. Colorado, team total over three and a half. Best bet for Melissa Cunningham, our special guest here on this Saturday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Andrew McGinnis, you're up next. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, best bets continue to be to be rolling here. You know, I'm try, I feel like a lot of pressure. I don't want to break this streak, but uh, Washington and Minnesota over six. Best bet for me today on the show. I feel like we see, we see goals from both parts. Uh, both teams coming off different types of games, but I think both teams are, you know, going to have their foot on the gas pedal and not take it off for a full 60. All right. Washington, Minnesota over six minus minus one twenty. Uh, best bet here for uh, Andrew McGinnis on this uh, Saturday card. 
Uh, and best bet for me to wrap it up, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Chicago. No, I'm kidding. I'm not oh, using that as best you bet. You are going to no. do it. No. Be bold, no. Ian. I'm just pulling every – I never had plans to use that as a best <laughs> bet. I like Chicago, but they're not best bet material. No, they're not. Uh, not quite. Uh, I'm going to go for best bet with the uh, New Jersey Devils as a slight road dog against Columbus, plus 110. I just think they're uh, playing good hockey. They've won four of their last five. Columbus is a total mess right now. High-scoring games they can't win because they can't defend. And Corpus Salo I don't trust. And look, in terms of their offense, look, they finally played a little bit better defensively, got held to one goal uh, in their last game. They just can't win any sort of game right now, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Low scoring, high scoring. They try to clamp down defensively. They still lose. Uh, they try to open it up. Their defense gets shredded. They still lose. So, And I like the way New Jersey's trending here. And I like the over in the game, too. I almost went with that instead, but I'm going to go with New Jersey here, plus 110 uh, against Columbus for uh, best bet for this Saturday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everybody in the chat for joining us. And Kevin in the chat says, Sidney Crosby on the ice for pregame skate right now for Pittsburgh. So, yes, he will play. It is rust that is the one out for Gave us a heart attack this morning. Absolutely. That's silly sight. Get get your shit together there, uh, (laughs) hockey buzz. Figure out your sources. Let's go here. You're supposed to have a Penguins beat writer saying Sidney Crosby might play. What kind of a beat writer are you? Beat writer, and that'll beat you upside the head for making that kind of mistake. There you go. Uh, Beat writer. That. (laughs) A bad mistake. And we almost, uh, you know, gave you bad info, but we corrected ourselves. We, we saw the mistake. We got the right info. Sidney Crosby playing today for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Andrew McGinnis and Melissa Cunningham, thanks again for joining us as our special guest on this Saturday show. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button uh, on the way out on YouTube for those of you watching live on YouTube. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form. On all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, our special guest, Melissa Cunningham, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 